we're live now, right? Yes, we are. This is where you intro. <laughs> okay. The... Okay. Uh, insert clever, I don't know, joke here, I guess. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome back to the, I guess, non-pilot episode of the Rock Bottom Podcast. Season two. I'm Jacob yeah, I'm Jacob LaFantasy. That's Rusty Cherkoff. And... and I'm Nicholas Lindsay. Perfect. <clears throat> well, boys, I, looks I, like it's going to be a good show I, today. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so to start things off, I call this one the Cabin Fever Special because yeah. by now we're all stuck in our basements. You know, um, nobody's really. Well, a, the the real thing is online learning, but aside from that, we're all basically high tech hermits here. Hmm. Yeah, we're basically the old Ben Kenobi's of the uh, of the uh, technology world. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so <laughs> here, so uh, in order to reflect that, I created we created we created an episode that revolves around what what you do to keep yourself amused and what and how society is adapting to this new normal and especially the the music industry how it's adapting and changing to kind of this very different time period yeah, yeah. like <clears throat> and to start things off i think we'll go into the changing live music scene right gents yeah mm -hmm. i mean it's not that live music doesn't exist anymore like no, it it's just extremely limited venues. Yeah, yeah, and and it's much more uh, like digital or like live streamed shows as opposed to you go out and you see something. Yeah, <clears throat> and to be honest with you, viewing a concert from the comfort of your living room sounds like a badass idea. Well, like I mean, like we've already been doing that actually. If you think about it, like some concerts are like put on YouTube or something, and you can just like put them up on your TV or whatever, right? Like, know, that's not a foreign I which, idea. I know which one you're thinking of. It's the blink but, one you do in Las Vegas or something. I know, but, like, that's just one example. There's so many, like, like even yeah, small like, bands put concerts up on, like, YouTube and stuff. Like, Rush Live in Rio is another one, but yeah. yeah. But uh, also, too, with with kind of a switch to almost pure digital you might get actually better quality because they're like, okay, we're going to actually set up a camera and do it professionally. And it's not done off like someone's phone or, or like a, a small handheld camera, which doesn't quite have the quality necessary or the frame for rate like... or the audio processing capability or whatever. Yeah. So do you guys think that like music streaming is going to take a big loop, like a big jump because of isolation? I think so. I, I think mean, so, yeah. Like services like Spotify and Apple Music to some extent are great. Mm. But now there's going to they're probably going to have like a instead of like an arena putting on an event, let's say you have a website putting on an event. Mm. Like these yeah. arenas are going to go solely online and sold out shows are going to be like tune in from the comfort of your own home. The with a 12 with a 24 pack of Dr Pepper and a <laughs> Big ass bowl of popcorn. Well, I mean, I think I think that's with anything, you know. I think people are just realizing how much they can do from home, and that market is kind of, I guess, increasing. 
you know? Amazon.com. Yeah. And, Amazon.com. And it, it also means that, like, you can have access to more stuff, uh, like, as, as opposed to having to be limited by where you can travel, what you can afford. Instead, it's much more, oh, okay, I have a free couple of hours on let's this day. Let's watch a concert. <laughs> yeah, or... let's watch a concert. Yeah, but then, like, once again, like I was saying, like, it's not that that didn't exist. It's almost that it's being revolutionized. Just into the spotlight. Yeah, it's right? being revised mm-hmm. and, and being, like, kind of almost brought back or brought into the, like, center stage. Oh, it's the, it's right, the 80s okay. all over again. The elephant pants. Yeah. <clears throat> the hyper-color you know shirts. You know what's funny about this whole um, digital thing is, like, who actually uses cable TV anymore? <laughs> okay. I challenge I mean, anyone. I mean, you'll, you'll still find some diehard cable fans, but... My grandmother? A, a good number of them are of the older generation. Yeah, I mean... Like, more example, and more people are using, like, the internet to get their either music needs or their TV needs or their basic information needs in general. Well, I mean, like, That's most most funny. networks it's... most networks have, like, apps, right? And you yeah, can like get, like, HBO. apps on, like, a, count, a console, right? Because they're not called video game consoles anymore, right? They're called home consoles. It's weird. <laughs> like, my Xbox has become the hub for everything. Yeah, yeah. I know, it's... What like, and I can't play any video games without access to the internet, which sucks because of where I live. Yeah, like I I, I kind of crave the days where you could play offline video games. That's yeah. that's actually why like I do. I love like indie like single player games. Oh yeah, yeah, like, like indie uh... games, and you can get some indie games which are like greater or better than like AAA games. Yeah. On a much lower budget. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, like um. Us, okay, uh, I have to I have to shout out something here because it's amazing. So I right. have been wasting my entire life playing The Long Dark. Uh, if you don't know, <laughs> it's like a yeah, it's like a winter survival game where it's like there's a post-apocalyptic event and now everything's cold. Are we and talking like nuclear like... winter here or what? Well, no, uh, it's just like a mysterious like oh. All the electricity's dead, Something and happened. you're trapped on a remote island, and you basically yeah, just have and to it's survive. in the middle of winter kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that game. Fabric, Nick, can you pass the ammo? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like, I've just been playing it like every single day this entire week. I haven't been preparing for the podcast. I've literally just been playing the long dark. Well, <laughs> but it's because it's like it's a single player experience that I haven't had in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I can see how that's addicting. Correct and, me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the Long Dark also uh, make excellent use of like sounds and music in oh, game? Yeah. It's to so, kind of like, like it's so beautiful. Draw like, you in more. Like graphically speaking, it's essentially a browser game. But like when <laughs> I'm playing it, and I can actually relate this to the music too, is that when you're playing it, you actually feel real life responses. Like if you're going over a cliff. You actually feel that fear of heights when you see, like, wild animals. You actually get that fear of, 
this could kill me, right? Because it's permadeath. Oh, it's like you die I'm once in the game and it's over. Second, you know, like <laughs> wow. And uh, kind of to tie into that, like video game music and video game sound. Honestly, there are a bunch of games where it's it's a lower game with, yeah. but without the music, it would be kind of nothing. But with the music, it's like a great game. It's yeah. it's yeah. I personally love. Okay, but last thing on video games, boys. I personally love when indie game will take a dig at something like Super Mario or Donkey Kong yeah or like <laughs> a well established game and you get the reference like there's one game I play called uh, Knights of Pen and Paper and oh. they're like I think he means it's on like uh, that trademark thing we can't actually say <laughs> <laughs> oh <clears throat> Indie games, the yeah. home of uh, pop culture references. But anyways, what I wanted to like relate that to, just going back to like, I guess people being nostalgic is that like respawning in video games only kind of, you know, appeared in like maybe the late 90s, right? Before like you're playing yeah. Super Mario, you have three lives. And if not, like there's no save points, right? Like you're done. There's no save file. Yeah. You're yeah. Yeah. So screwed if you're and, on your last life. And even some of the old games that had a respawn function, sometimes it wasn't actually a respawn function. It was just, oh yeah, let me go back in the like re like rewind a little bit and go from this point on the yeah, game like save point file. system, right? Yeah, <laughs> point system. But, uh, back to the music, and to be honest with you. The greatest thing that I've noticed with all this um, pandemic stuff is the ability for people to do virtual yes. concerts. Yes, and actually, like part of the bit is kind of tying into the changing live music scene is you can the the oh, but they wait, don't wait. need to worry about actually going somewhere. Boys, so, yeah. boys, wait, wait of... a sec. Pause your pause your statement. Oh. Okay, I think that all recorded. I just had to make sure. Audio service kind of bugged out a bit. Oh. Okay. oh. I was like, wait, are we oh, going to lose right. it? No, no, it was it was all going. It was fine. Okay, continue. Tech issues aside, we can continue. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Um, and actually, it was earlier this, this year, this summer, like when the, the pandemic and the lockdown first started, uh, I actually got a chance to listen to the Download Music Fest. Now, normally, I wouldn't be able to do, like, listen to the Download Music Fest because it's over in England. And wow. as much as I would love to, I can't quite afford it. <laughs> but I was actually able to listen to the virtual, uh, like, playback of hey. previous concerts. Well, we're all basically virtually broke young adults so this is actually one of that's this is actually a blessing for us because mm -hmm. concert tickets are not like ludicrously expensive now and instead of paying a hundred dollars to go to a concert like and five that bucks, might be the low bucks, end bucks, you right? play five bucks yeah, for like... some uh second rate scrap scalper to give you the zoom key <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. 
Don't scalp tickets. But I mean, even official digital sites, it's not that expensive to get a place on the most you'll pay fifty, if that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the cool part about this is, and it also brings back. Because back in, like, let's say the 60s, right? The Beatles, after they got done the whole touring thing, they holed up in a studio for, like, months. <laughs> oh, and that kind of speaks to the return of studio-only bands. Yeah. and But also, too, with, like, more technology and, like, the ability to work at home, you're getting a lot more like self-produced or smaller yeah. home yeah. bands it, like you, you know, you're getting so many like in indie bands like <clears throat> as someone who like once again uh like like obviously because the pandemic makes you do things but obviously as someone who got into music because of the pandemic Was this for a living what don't you do this for a living rusty i mean shameless plug retro mafia that that's what I'm talking about here. It's because I'm in that. Like I I can tell you like there are so many like sm- just small people like pushing their music. Like even if people just did it like casually, a lot of people are taking like quarantine as an opportunity to pursue music more seriously, right? And, and a lot of like else? distributors and stuff like I see so many things where it's like, we'll put your music up on like streaming services for free until this date. And I'm like, <laughs> heck yeah. Like, <clears throat> it's free 99, ladies and gentlemen. Like, we're going to get, we're either going to get a lot of like good artists coming out of this quarantine or like it's or been wasted. Get terrible one. Yeah. Or terrible I, I ones it's... too. I think it's going there's going to be a lot of music and stuff produced. Some will be good, some will be bad. But I think more importantly, it's not going to be just the big guys who are producing and putting out. Yeah, it's going to be pretty much everybody. And even <clears throat> local artists I've known too um I have a friend and mentor uh Cody his his girlfriend actually does parking lot shows, like curling clubs and stuff. It's cool as heck. Yeah. Um, it's still live and in person if you want to be there, but they're also streaming it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you feel like taking the risk, hey, go ahead. So they I also guess... have like oh, they also just... have like caution tape all around the stage. So so kind of moving on from that into uh, another topic like. Would you say that, like, because of being isolated and because of all these, like, new types of music coming out, would you say that, like, your tastes have changed? Hmm. Slightly? I mean, very slightly. Like, I'm listening to a lot more deep cuts. Uh, I would say my music taste has probably gone a little bit more indie. So it's... Hmm. Again, the smaller groups and the the people who are putting it more on digital, and so it's easier to get, easier to find. Because yeah. for a while there, I couldn't get the physical discs, which is what I used to get. Right. So it okay. kind of changed how I acquired the music, which changed 
what I was listening to. Yeah. <clears throat> See, that's cool. Because, and also to plug, you know, a few things here. Um, the funny thing I've noticed is, like, the local artists are now really starting to gain traction. Now that the bigger acts can't come to town. <clears throat> and, yeah. Um, one in particular. Well, shameless plug, and Nicholas will me up on this cassidy's a horror she's getting way yeah. more publicity than any than like ever yeah yeah and and she's able to it if i'm hazard guess she's not having to compete with people from out of town or even out of country so she can get a little bit more uh exposure that way yeah <clears throat> and the other thing is too um well right now she's kind of in the middle of something and going to Sheffield to pursue a music degree. So uh, safe passage to her. But yep. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very neat. Um, me, because now that the local music scene is it, like, we can all just be there and say like, we were into them before they were cool. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm trying not to look smug here, but no, no, the well, new thing will be, but, I was into them before the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and kind of, it's not really so much smug about knowing them before they, like, made it. It's it's much more kind of, like, personally pride in that yeah. it's, I helped these guys, like, I helped I, these I supported these people when yeah. they were, like, starting out, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's pride, not smugness yeah and yeah honestly finding like a local band just a local like you know sound that you really like and being able to stick with that like you know it, it's it's awesome. like um you know the the good old hockey game right you find a team or in some cases if you actually really do like the team your hometown has there's like pride there right it's like wow what yeah if they win the like stanley this, cup what if like... they win a Woo! grammy you know what i mean <laughs> or like for example, um, one of the guys, like, Nick and I can kind of speak to this, because we've shared music for, what, five, six years now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, for as long as we've been friends, we've been sharing music. In fact, we met because of music, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mostly the same. Um, yeah. So, it's kind of, like, all three of us met because of music, so to me, this kind of speaks to a whole new world. I, I kind of like the world. I had to make it. It's music related, so it's fine. Yeah, but we can't plug Disney, otherwise we'll get our butts sued. <laughs> okay. Listen, listen. You have no power here, Disney. This is a thirty-minute podcast. Actually, forty minutes, but yeah, yeah, close like, enough. 40, it's, it's however long we want it to be, let's be honest. Look, I th- I we, think... this is our domain, folks. <laughs> you are our subjects. Yeah. I th- I before think... us. Like... Mm, yeah. I, I think what's ca- kind of interesting is kind of, I think people might get drawn closer, partially because of the pandemic and partially, like, partially because, hey, yeah, there's this new music everybody's kind of locally collecting and listening and it's like oh hey there's this whole group i didn't realize that now i know kind of because of the pandemic uh, and, yep. 
But another another thing though, songs written about the pandemic. Oh, I think they'll actually age well. Oh, um, I think some might be good. Kind of. Um, it it depends. Kind of, it, it really depends on the song, right? If it references it directly, I don't like. Example, I'm gonna use "Gotta Be Patient" by uh, Michael Bublé and the Barenaked Ladies. Yeah, I gotta be patient. Let's enjoy this confination, right? Like, it's not gonna age well, in my opinion, because it's too specific. I think the ones that will age better are are the ones that talk. I think here's one that that is coming together or kind of a theme of the pandemic not specifically the pandemic not specific <clears throat> um so that's kind of my feeling about it if you generalize about the pandemic perfect if you're really specific like rusty could probably relate to this one uh the blink 182 quarantine song <laughs> uh, i've actually heard more specific yeah, about about age well, we all know it the ones that are specific about this time period are they're going to have uh there's going to be some social cons- context which will be lost once we're out of this these yeah. times so and, and i th- i think yeah. when it comes to making songs about events like i'm going to use uh, a song from the 80s which is forever young by alphaville that was a song written in like the cold war era and it's literally just about like who's going to drop the bomb first and then like it was almost about like how music through that worldwide event kind of shifted almost because the way people express that holy <laughs> crap yeah. the world might end soon was just so psychedelic especially coming out of the 70s but i think it's because and i i think the way that you have to be able to talk about something while keeping the song you know uh, relevant obviously the song has to sound good but second also what you want it kind of historically accurate but you don't want to go overboard yeah you know what i mean you don't want to make it so like example uh another song like that is uh i think it's called ordinary people by the box oh yeah that one like in the USA and the USSR, right? Yeah, it's 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 very it's very much the same, and it it kind of tries to draw them together, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it still sounds good to this day. I I will say one thing, and this is my theory of how music uh, can stay relevant, and we're gonna go to Fortunate Son, which is. Like, it's a great, like, every single, like, wartime Vietnamese-type, like, old movie will have fortunate Any movie about the Vietnam War. Any war movie in general. But the reason... But the reason that ages so well is because the themes it's talking about isn't just for, like... It's not talking about the specific war, the specific people. It's talking about the general idea of, wow, America really likes war. Right, that's an idea that's been around and, for a while, right? Ain't me, yeah. He ain't kind no of, fortunate son. Kind of building on that, it's also kind of de- like 
speaks to kind of like class and like political standing because yeah. like the line uh ain't no politic politician's son it's like yeah those weren't the people ain't no senator who were going son, off to war right? they still the aren't mass- the people going off the to rich war. people it was the masses mm-hmm. yeah. um so i think referencing those themes mm-hmm. that are coming up like taking care of yourself appreciating others i think songs speaking to those will definitely age better and and maybe still be more relevant in the future Uh, yeah me for example uh the big one at least in my opinion that i've been listening to lately is stuff like um it's the end of the world as we know it by rem (laughs) oh boy well I mean, we're doing a lot of sleeping uh, these days anyway, am I right? <laughs> That's the good thing about some protest songs. They can reach beyond it, right? <laughs> they can go beyond the time that they were written in. Oh, a God. song a song like that, American Idiot. Okay, God, yes. Yeah. It's one of the best we- protest, most timeless protest songs you will ever have. Right? Like, and it's still popular. All along still- the Watchtower. And and still yeah. a little bit relevant too, like <laughs> Nick and um, Nick will get this reference, but Corb Lund, horse soldier, horse soldier. Yeah, that it charts. It's it's historically accurate, but it oh, yeah. still sounds freaking awesome to this day. So, how do you think, like, because obviously with the with the examples we mentioned, it's like the general theme is that it's still relevant today. Yep. So, Andy. like, how do you, as, like, a writer, a musician, or whatever, predict relevancy? Generally, not specifically. If you go, if you keep it general, but also mildly specific, you're fine. Don't go so specific that, you know. Yeah. Don't go so specific that it loses the context. Yeah. Uh, I think kind of talking to human nature and human themes and, like, stuff that, like basic human instinct. Yeah, or or just basic human, like not basic human nature, but like human nature stuff that it doesn't matter what time period, there's likely going to be some aspect of this. In every election, I listen to Minority by Green Day. Mm-hmm. And or... probably there's going to be a minority <laughs> tour in the... Well, long in the future. There's so always, always going to be that minority thing, right? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be this this divide. And mm-hmm. if you speak to that with music, that's better than think going way specific. Like, for example, got to be patient. Let's enjoy this confination. Yeah. That's <laughs> too specific. You know what? Um, what other medium is really guilty of uh, dated references, and that would be uh, movies, Gosh. movies and TV shows. My goodness, so many dated. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> like you watch any movie from any era, there will always, always. be dated references. Yeah, <laughs> even there's, even if there weren't dated references, there's going to be dated um, ways of being. And like, 
um like character generational thing yeah yeah it's a very generational thing boys like let's be honest here if a movie was made in a certain time period it's going to reflect that time period of course of course and it's it's personally i find it really interesting to see oh okay here's a movie that was made in this decade that reflects that decade or that portion of that decade then you comparing it to modern it's like oh how have the values changed how has it shifted it's that's i find it interesting that's smart what i don't like is when people are like oh ban this movie because it's no longer relevant or on like the if this movie was made today it it would be chastised or something yeah which is funny because everyone said that about aladdin and then they remade it (laughs) yeah Oh. Totally. I, I, <laughs> hm. All right. It looks like this might might be a little on on. yeah shorter episode. <laughs> let's, for tonight. let's bring it back to the music. Let's bring it back to the music for a sec. Um, do we have any like closing closing things we want to say? Because there's, I feel like there's a lot we could talk about, but I feel like we can wrap yeah. this up nicely. So, Jake, what do you size this? What what do you what do you think? What's the summary? I'm not gonna use the old slogan from the '60s because that would be dated. It's a joke, man. Oh, did oh he of just... course, yeah, now you have to say the slogan. The <laughs> <laughs> I think as a closer, I could, I'd say like there. Some of the music that's produced now, produced today, is is going to be good, but it might not be relevant in the future. It might not be as good in the future. Mm-hmm. But I think some of it will continue to be relevant, continue to be um, appreciated long after the pandemic has closed. And it might actually help kind of warn against future global catastrophes well i mean like historically speaking that would be a great way to just like how did people feel about this pandemic well let's go look at the music they made (laughs) yeah and not and not just that but it it's kind of like this thing where we're going into a new era whether we like it or not so let's see how it's out that that's all i'm that's my final word. Yep. So grab yourself a production software, open an Instagram live concert, and uh, stay inside. I don't know. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Nick, you want to close this one off then? Uh, like close off the Closing show words. or just wish, 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 wish the audience crazy. well. I don't know. Burn. It's over? Done? You know what? Thank you for listening to the Rock Bottom Podcast. We'll see you next week, everyone.